Hello, my name is Samuel George London, and welcome to Comics for the Apocalypse. On today's episode, I speak to comic book artist, writer, and fantastically fun person, Sarah Millman, about what comics she would take into the apocalypse. But before we get into it, if you do enjoy the show, please leave a review for us on iTunes or whichever podcast service you use, as not only will it let me know that you liked it, but I believe it helps make other people aware of the show as well. Now, without further ado, on with the show. Hello, Sarah. Hello, how's it going? Oh, well, thanks. Yourself? Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you. <laughs> How was Christmas? Oh, it was really, it was, it was great. Like very relaxing. I'm finding it difficult to kind of get back to work now, yeah, like inching it's... into 2019. But uh, it's tough to get back yeah. into it. But kind of, you know, <laughs> after a couple of weeks, we'll be back into it. This is just the first full week. I know, work, isn't it? So yeah, it's early days. It's early <laughs> days for sure. How was how was yours? Yeah, it was good. Um, for, for for the listeners' sake, we've kind of done a bit of the Christmas New Year's stuff beforehand. Um, but uh, yeah, no. Shh, don't um, spoil it. Yeah, don't spoil yeah, the video. This is on you. Exactly, no, this is totally professional. Um, yeah, that's right. Um, but uh, yeah, as I was kind of saying before, busy busy Christmas, but very quiet New Year. Um, mm. So um, it's good, and getting back into the swing of work as well. Um, yeah. always a grind the first full week back at work but <laughs> it's all good um, yeah. all good in the hood um, well firstly Sarah Millman thank you for being our very first guest on Comics <laughs> for the Apocalypse no how pressure are you feeling, how are you feeling about that? Well, you sent me the questions and I was like, oh, it's fine. I'm sure I'll be, you know, I'll, I'll be in the middle of some other people and I'll just put what I like. And now it's like, nope, you're the first one. You're, you're setting the bar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And... <laughs> no I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And, and for, for all the listeners, so um, I first met Sarah, and I don't know if you remember this, last year at True Believers. Mm-hmm. Actually, yes. Um, kind of. I was uh, just starting my first Kickstarter, um, Milford Green, um, and I came to like to one of your panels, um, yeah. and uh, had some really really good insights. And I was kind of pimping my Kickstarter afterwards, mm. <laughs> basically to you. Uh, but then you smashed kind of, it though. I remember it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, we did all right. And mm. you know, you were very helpful in in yeah. helping, kind of you know, putting finishing touches on Milford Green. So I really, really appreciate that. Um, it was a pleasure. It was really great. Kind, uh, really kind. And then um, it was, what was it, maybe two or three months later than the Little Heroes anthology oh, yeah. came about. And yeah, we're, we're collaborators in Little Heroes anthology number mm. two, um, which is a very nice little story, the tales of the chemo monster. No, oh, um, it was lush. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed that. I thought that was great. Um, and, you know, the art was just perfect. Um, yeah <laughs> when you. you you came up as kind of you know you were keen to to help out with that story I just thought perfect Amazing. Can you get <laughs> really oh Great. thanks well you gave me a lot to work with so you know oh, that's good that's good. Great. Fantastic. Um, and before we get into um, the, the nitty gritty of the comics for the apocalypse uh, where where can people find you 
Um, it's probably best to find me. I'm most active on Twitter. So my um, handle is um, heart underscore of underscore time. Um, and my name is Milmo on that. So yeah, I'm on um, www.heartoftime.co.uk as well. So that like links to everything that I do. So yeah, that's where I am. Amazing. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, well, uh, getting into it, um, the very first question uh, that everybody on Comics for the Apocalypse uh, is asked is, uh, what type of apocalypse would you like to be in? So like is a very strong word, yeah, I would yeah, yeah. say, in relation to an apocalypse. Uh... <laughs> so, so yeah, d- d- for the I listeners, there's a, there's, a, there's a second question there. Or what type of apocalypse do you think you would survive okay. in? Oh, um, yeah, I'm going to be boring and probably say anything that involves like a bunker or having to live like, you know, in seclusion. Because I feel like I live in an attic space anyway by myself. So I'm like, yeah, you know, I could deal without people. But, you know, obviously, after a long time, it would drive you a little bit insane. So I think I'm going to be quite boring and just say zombie, you know, zombie. I think I think zombie. Yeah, because, you know, especially the slow type zombies, because, you know. We're not doing 28 Days Later. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, that's just asking for trouble. Like, if they can run faster than you, it's no. it's just no. over, isn't it? In a week. Like, Shaun of the Dead zombies, when at the end everyone kind of gets over it and they kind of use them in, um, you know, in game shows. That, yeah, that one, that, that'll that's do. Right. And, and, and probably um, Pickers as well. Oh, yeah. Right, isn't it? They, they have at the end. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. That's all right. I think I'd be quite good at making myself a little like bunker den that you know i could survive through the worst of it and then when where it's kind of settled, where would be the first place that you'd go <sighs> what so, like yeah so zombies zombies you've discovered zombies are a thing you know mm. you're at home do you stay at home do you go somewhere else what do you do um yeah i think i'd stay at home because i don't live like in the center of a city mm. i'm like in the suburbs and yeah i think it'd be quite i think i'd be all right um you know quite near the sea as well that's not bad it's good some people like you know because if you try and move i don't know you're always at risk aren't you so you you know all the all the roads are gonna be shut and blocked off and yeah yeah Yeah, i just take my chance traffic jams just become you know swarms of zombies basically don't they yeah and I can, I, I, I predict that the next couple of like interviews will be like, oh, Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's probably going to be that, isn't it? Like, that one. Yeah, get, get, yeah. get the milk in, you know, sit, sit it out, wait for it all to blow over in the Winchester, pretty much. Slice <laughs> 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 of gold. Excellent. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and then um, at the end um, of, of today's interview, we'll, we'll ask you what weapon, tool or useful item be using but we'll, we'll keep that for yeah. later um so starting off um so the the apocalypse is kind of it's a bit specific in terms of asking what comics that you're going to take into the apocalypse um mm. and the first question that your kind of your group in the apocalypse asks you is what's the first comic you remember enjoying this is a very specific survivors group. They are really, <laughs> really picky. 
Mm. Um, yeah, and specific. Okay. Um, and, you know, if you don't pass the test, then you're, you're out of the group, basically. Well, I think I might have, like, wrong-footed myself already because I was like, I'll be honest. I'll just be honest with with my likes and what my first comic was <laughs> instead right, of trying to be cool. Um, so I kind of, I remember as a child, I used to get, the first comics I got were, like, the only manga I could really get a hold of from places like Forbidden Planet. Mm. So it was all the all the stuff that like Dark Horse translated and brought out as singles. So a lot of it was like inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> like um, one of my answers later all come up that was basically like, you know, a lot of gore. <laughs> but I think the first one I really remember reading avidly was probably Dragon Ball. Um that was the first one, I think. And um, yeah, and it was the kind of thing as well where, you know, it was literally just what you could get hold of. Yeah. So it's like I, I teach workshops with kids um, in the summer in the library, in um, uh, the in Welsh libraries. Right. And seriously, they'll talk about reading comic like manga online and you can just get everything. Yeah. And there's this weird thing that like surely it was the same for you as well, mm-hmm. that back in the day it was like this is all I could get so I could get like 2, 24 and 50 like, <laughs> those are the only issues I can find in my shop you know that's kind of an that. alien thing now right oh yeah 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 everything's accessible now it kind of yeah. it's completely changed things really mm. um, uh, in, for, for good and bad probably mm. <laughs> but, I uh... think um, a really cool thing that's just happened is I think Shonen Jump you can subscribe to them for like one two quid or something and you can access their entire back catalogue mm. which is pretty amazing that's I might have to yeah that's there's lots of that kind of popping up now and it's just like you know it's cheap as chips to kind of yeah. get good content essentially so, so kids now when you're like Oh. no you can't access that like you would have to you know you'd have to actively search for that in like long boxes it wouldn't just be there that's such like an alien concept yeah, yeah. we'd have to climb what? mountains we yeah. have to, you know <laughs> mine for them also you, you don't know how lucky you are kids these days <laughs> kids these days <laughs> um, so what, what was it about dragon ball that you first enjoyed you know it was just it's so exuberant it's a few like as a child having not seen manga or anime or anything like that before like I think it was at the right time as well because I think you know I was about 9 10 11 when it was really becoming a thing over in the west in the UK at least Mm. um you know that was becoming a little bit more slightly easier to find and I was kind of on the cusp of that with like Dragon Ball and Pokemon and you know we were just getting translated Shonen I think they just started translating like the big Shonen jumps then but I'm not entirely sure so yeah it was just that it was so different and I'd never seen anything like that before and you wouldn't have (laughs) no and like I just liked and especially when getting into more manga manga like later on I'd read Dragon Ball Z and that kind of thing the stories were so different it was always just like an intense like it's because you know after reading things like Beano and that kind of thing as a child chalk and cheese yeah like it's an actual story what (laughs) like exactly I'm investing in these people. What's what's going on? And they're doing crazy stuff, not just kind of well, in general menaces. <laughs> I think I um, talked about this on a on a couple of panels actually. Right. When um, looking back at Dragon Ball as well, because it is, whew, it's inappropriate, man. Wow, you you see a lot of uh, a lot of uh, 
Goku and a lot of Bulma. And just, you know, this is not a children's manga, really. Well, Come on. It's, well, uh, it, yeah. it, it seems kind of, you know, manga, there's no... They don't really have age restrictions on stuff so much. They're just like, whatever, you know. It's fine. It's You'll a come joke. that eventually, it's anyway. Fine. This is fine. It's all right. Don't worry about it. Exactly. Anyway, he's just going to, you know, carry on fighting, punching robots. You know, it's, yeah. it's great. It's all good. It's all good. Fantastic. Um, so, their, their second question, again, really specific, this this group of kind of apocalypse survivors. Um, so, what's the, the funniest or comic that made you laugh out loud the most? So, this one is, um, I think, the only independent one that I've got on the list. So, that's... Mm. I should have thought harder, but um, yeah, this is legitimately probably the funniest comic I've ever read um, just because oh, it just speaks to me. Right. <laughs> um, and it's called The Legend of Val. It's on, it's a web comic, but I think yeah. it'll count in the apocalypse because they do print it as well. Oh, it's by, um, it's by Kimberly Fountain and um, Emily Cla- Clapham. And it's basically just about these two girls who have to pay rent yeah. And so they have to, and so they're looking for one of their mothers who is called, who is the eponymous Val. <laughs> right. So, um, and they're aided by their cat, who mm. is massive and speaks like Fraser. So he talks. <laughs> and then also their friend, who acts like a cat, who's a guy who just acts like a cat. No explanation. That's just the way it is. Yeah. And why not? Yeah, I talked to them about it at a con, and it's basically like a story that they've written since they were teenagers and just passed mm-hmm. back and forth to each other. And so it's just, it's just mad. It really, it really makes me laugh. I think I bonded with Kim um, talking about um, Frasier yeah. <laughs> and that kind of thing. So it's yeah. just, it's really silly. Um, I think the last one I read, I need to catch up. The last one I read, they did a, um, they did a murder mystery, mm-hmm. and they had all of these different people. And one of them, they, oh, I need to try and remember what all the all the characters are called. Father Fresh, who was like a DJ. <laughs> he was Fresh. like, he was like. Yeah, he was, he was, a, um, no, he's not a DJ. He's a, he's a priest yeah. and he's just lying out on the floor with a boombox behind him and just, wow. you know, no explanation. It's just all these really silly throwaway jokes. I'm really not doing it justice. It's fantastic, but that always oh, it sounds like fun. Where, where, where can people find that? Um, I'll have to have a look. You can, if you just look for Legend of Val online, it will come up. So it's Legend and then of Val, which is just V-A-L. Yeah. So I think it's just that.com. Yeah, the, the Legend of Val.com. Yeah. Very nice and simple. Sure. Yeah. And then when I type it in, Legend of Valkyrie comes up. That is not what it is. No. Yes, it is Legend of Val.com. So, right. um, yeah, if you Google it, it will it'll all come up. But yeah, I really recommend it. I think you can read it on all online for free. But they kickstart yeah. each issue as well. So oh, fantastic! So you can get the print and, and support it's them as well. So funny! Oh my god! <laughs> Brilliant! I try and recommend it to as many people as possible. Cause... Are there are there are there any other specific moments that really kind of you know just made oh, you uh, laugh out loud? Um, people getting hypnotized by a custard cream. Um, someone <laughs> else gets sucked into a, a painting. Basis. Yeah, some, no, it's no, it's a jammy dodger. Yeah. However weird that sounds, that actually makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, right. 
um, like at one point, um, one of them stumbles across like this group of kind. She's kind of like it's like Gulliver's Travels, but right. they're all playing football, and she becomes a star because she's massive. And it's like with the Lilla Lilliputians, is that right? Yes. Lilliputians. Yeah, that's right. It's like she's playing football with all these tiny people. And then it comes to a horrible end when she squishes one of them. But um, no. yeah, that's, that's just really bizarre. <laughs> that sounds funny, though. It's, it's great. It's just, yeah, you I'm can see that they've giggles. just... Yeah, it's really good. I'll, I'll stop gushing now, embarrassingly. No, that's great. <laughs> that sounds brilliant. I'm, I'm going to have to check that out for sure. Um, excellent. So um, question number four um, yeah. is, uh, what's the saddest or most upsetting comic so sorry to go kind of from one end of the, of the scale to the well, other go from funny to just, sad but uh, yeah it's just in case you need a little uh pick me up in that yeah, apocalypse you, you know down. just to bring you just a little bit more down the world has ended yeah. and also here's some depression uh yeah, like, <laughs> things could be worse yeah well i kind of i tried to think of something that was that would make me cry and i don't think i don't know i couldn't think of a comic that really made me mm. Weep. I, I could think of like series. So I remember crying at like um, Avatar: The Last Airbender. I cried at that. Sure, yeah. I tried at like yeah. I cried. Oh, the, the tales of Barsing say every time. Oh. It always just oh, oh, oh it's terrible. <laughs> Pulls at the but, yeah, but in terms of comics, I kind of went for the more upsetting. Mm. So this was one of the titles that I really should not have been reading as a child. But Ooh, you read this as a child. Yes. <laughs> How old? I say a child. I was about maybe like 11. Right. 11, 12. Okay. Far too young. Basically. Yeah. 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 But they, but it was just, you know, it was manga and it was in singles. And, you know, I was like, oh, I'll give it a try. And it looked beautiful. Yeah, and this okay. was um, Blade of the Immortal by Hiroaki Samura. Epic. And, yeah. So have you read it? I have not read it. However, um, with your... Your answers, I checked it out, and the art is stunning. Amazing. It's, you know, he, it's, he works wow. in pencil. The, de- the detail is mm-hmm. insane. It's incredible. It's yeah. absolutely beautiful. But um, And it's a real epic. So the mm. basic premise is it's this, um, it's this guy who um, has, is immortal. He is the blade of the immortal. But um, he has these kind of worms inside him. So when you cut him, the worms, like, regenerate his body. Oh. Um yeah, and he meets this girl called Rin, who um, is trying to avenge her family, and the two of them go on this huge journey to track down this like Ronin and this group, these, this group of Ronin um, who are trying to unite Japan under one um, one school of swordsmanship, and it's this huge epic with lots of intrigue. The reason that I found it like quite upsetting is just it is brutal. <laughs> People die all the time, and there's I remember vividly there's like this um um this chunk of the story where manji who's the main character with all the worms mm. is um basically just getting experimented on and rin has to try and save him and it's just the most stressful bit of reading oh <laughs> just cuz oh it's horrible the things that they do it's just very very grim but um i won't ruin it is it's quite a long story it has ended Oh, really? and, I won't ru- and I won't ruin it, but um, the ending does one of those, like, time jump things, mm. and that was quite, like, oh, God, because it's quite... I always find those really, like, bittersweet when it's, like, let's look back in time. All the stuff we did didn't really matter, did it? Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, oh, God, okay. 
life is fleeting (laughs) you know it's kind of that kind of ending but um I really I recommend it um but you know yeah the ending is very oh it's very very bittersweet but yeah it's very well I mean endings are the most difficult thing I think like particularly if it's Mm -hmm. because how how long is that series (sighs) goodness it's quite long it's not as long as something like one piece or something like that it's not like 700 issues or whatever it's um i think it went up to about 150 chapters something like that very substantial um yeah um, for a manga not crazy you know yeah yeah well that's a good point yeah for manga that's probably average um Mm. but uh yeah i mean it's really difficult to like have a truly kind of satisfying ending i guess isn't it mm. i think it was quite impressive though because you read a lot of these stories where you know if it's some, if it's published in something like shonen jump or one of these monthlies um you have to keep spinning it out for as long as your editor wants you to so <laughs> that's when you read something like you know as, as great as they are something like um one piece or bleach or naruto they do have these chapters where it's like oh i'm just gonna repeat what happened you know 50 chapters ago no one will notice um whereas blade of the the immortal really i don't remember there being big patches of story like that it's very um it seems very well planned out Mm. Um, there was truly a start and a and a a finish and everything yeah and and something like one piece i believe i can't remember the guy's name but um um, hiro oda yeah yeah um but he said i think that he's he's got an ending Mm. he's had an ending since the beginning but he's just keeping it going wow (laughs) basically um, There's a really yeah. depressing um, fact about Ichira Oda, which oh, is that, um, sorry, just to bring you down during the apocalypse as well, <laughs> um, that um, there was this timetable that went round on the internet that was anonymous at first, saying okay. this is what the, the week of a manga artist looks like. And it was literally, I don't know if you've seen it, but... It literally, he had about four hours sleep and the rest of it was just like drawing, 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 drawing. <laughs> like I meet with my editor for like a, an oh hour gosh. on Friday and I get um, assistance in for maybe six hours every two days or something like that. Oh and gosh. just, it was just, you know, it was basically meant to be put out there to freak out Westerners who say, I'm going to go to Japan and become a manga artist. It was like, <laughs> no, this is what it is. It's completely unhealthy and untenable. Exactly. And everyone was like... And it was anonymous and everyone was like, well, it's obviously just someone who's just starting out. And it came out that, no, this was Ichiro Oda, who is the biggest selling manga artist and most successful manga artist, you know, for a very long time. I don't know of all time, but, you know, I think globally he sold the most out of any other manga. I think it's like 400 million copies he sold. So even he has a schedule that just mm, (laughs) that would make you cry (laughs) unenvious like Mm. i I wouldn't fancy that and uh, as he says it's pretty unhealthy Um, Mm. so be prepared if you plan on on moving to japan Mm. become a manga artist look after yourself you know yeah yeah. you really do have to because otherwise it'll it'll bite you Mm. um and and talking about um kind of terrifying things (laughs) the next question um on the uh, on the specifics of, of being part of this uh, group of the apocalypse, um, is what's the, the the scariest or most horrifying comic? Again, if you need any, if you need a you know an escape from everyday life of looking outside your door and seeing tons of zombies tearing human <laughs> beings apart, um, 
I kind of cheated on this one a little bit mm. because um, I the one I sent you was Through the Woods, the yeah. Emmy, Emily Carroll comic, mm. which is beautiful. Um, I actually got a copy over Christmas. So it's one of the most recent comics I've read, actually. Yeah, um, and it's really it's about four or five stories. Um, mm. And I don't know if you have you seen Emily, Emily Carroll's. Have you read it? This, I this have comic. not read it, but I've looked at the art. Yeah. It's beautiful. Really, really, really just amazing. It's the kind of art that you look at and go, oh, jeez. Yes. <laughs> it's cool. Like the, Why the, do the, I try? The, like it, it, it flows. Yes. Like, there's like, it's like a river or something. <laughs> and that, like each of the stories has quite a different tone. So, um, mm. you know, I think they span different eras of time. Um, there's one about um, this kind of a body snatching one with um, again what is it about worms in these stories it's like um, people get replaced by um, big um, colonies of worms and it's quite it's just all disgusting Um, and yeah and about people disappearing into the woods um, and again yeah yeah kind of body snatching or body not body swapping what am I thinking of What's that film? The Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Like that, that kind of a story. But it's just, it's worth it just for the art. The mm. thing is, though, as much as I liked it and it is a horror comic, I didn't yeah. find it. It wasn't the kind of thing that haunted me. It was more mm. I looked back on and thought, that was a good fable. If I was honest and said what actually haunted me afterwards, mm. this is not a print comic. So I don't know whether it would exist during the apocalypse. It is only online. And it is called... Bong Chiong Dong Ghost. Have you seen it? I have not. This sounds interesting. <laughs> Go on. It is. It is. If you search for um, Korean ghost comic. Wow. And you can search for it on YouTube as well. You can watch people playing it and oh, or right. reading it. And I won't spoil it for you, but there are flash elements to this comic and you are meant to scroll through it. Right. And honestly, it is... Mm. Mm. <laughs> it's kind of like spindle man there kind of sound. slender slender man kind of yeah, scary kind of it's not really yeah it's just if if you have it, it says at the beginning if you have heart problems seriously if you can't handle jumps do wow. not look at this but oh i can't i can't look at it it's very um the art, unfortunately, most of this artist's work is in Korean. I think they've only translated two of them, right. but they are the animated ones. And there's another one. It's a similar one about a ghost on a train station um, that um, he's done as well. But this one, it's a ghost. There's a girl walking home from school and she can just see this weird figure in the distance that's walking really strangely. And that's all I'll say. Um, yeah. <laughs> Ten to books. Oh, oh, what's that? Oh, <laughs> and it's just mm, mm, mm. and um, yeah, the artwork's really nice. And I think it was published in about two thousand and six or two thousand and seven, and it's actually held up really oh, yeah. well, you know. So yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty. So if we can access the internet during the apocalypse, then then yes. you could do that, or but... you could do you could kind of print it print it off and kind of like do a flip book. <laughs> yeah, like... that was something great. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. sound effects on it. Ooh. Yeah. Ah! Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. What was it called again? <laughs> my off. I can't speak Korean. It is Bong Chion Chion Dong Ghost. But if you search for Korean yeah. ghost comic, it should pop up. 
and it's by Horang Horang H O R A N G. That's yeah, that's the artist. But um, yeah. So I think probably what I would do is I would take through the woods with me into the apocalypse. Yeah. But I would. This would be the the comic that haunted me even past the apocalypse. Yeah, well past that, like yeah. the zombie apocalypse. That's easy. Yeah. Epic. So, getting into kind of more um, uh, meaningful um, questions now. Uh, the 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 apocalypse group are asking. So what's the most meaningful comic to you? Hi guys, Samuel here. Uh, just wanted to interrupt halfway through this episode to acknowledge the uh, the slight echo that you might be hearing on Sarah's end of the interview. Uh, I'm not entirely sure how that happened, uh, but it did. Um, I tried to clean it up as much as I could, but I didn't want to muck about with the audio too much. Um, however, I just wanted to say that from next week, it should be absolutely fine. So thanks for your patience and on with the show. So this one is more when I realised that I wanted to be an illustrator and I wanted to tell stories. So I really enjoyed, like, the Sandman comic itself. Like, you know, it is it is an epic tale. And it's kind of, mm. I think it was the first time I was really introduced to Neil Gaiman as a writer. Is it Gaiman or Gaiman? I think it's Gaiman. It is, right? Yeah. Okay. It's been, I should have worked that out years ago, but... Uh, good. <laughs> but, yeah. It's kind of but... like people say uh, for Mark Miller, uh, mm. they say Mark Millar, because it's AR rather than ER. Mm. Um, well, I think I think that's mostly Americans, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> Just to make it sound extra fancy. Millar yeah. world. Yeah. Millar world, yeah. Millar's. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I enjoyed the Sandman comics. Um and again, it was one of those things of I was reading it as a child, so it was literally what I could find. <laughs> so yeah. what I could get in like the um in the library and because I was poor. Um, and also, you know, if I could have if I could what I could borrow off my friends as well. So um but this one, um it's the story that Neil Gaiman and Yoshitaka Amano did called um Sandman the Dream Hunters. And again, it's kind of stretching the definition of a comic. I'm saying that it's a comic because it's related to a comic series. Yeah. And it's published by Dark Horse, so you know. But um, it, it's sorry. There's art. There's words. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's a story. Yeah, and you know the um, uh, uh, Morpheus is in it. You know, there so you yeah. But um, yeah, it's basically it's like a fable. So it's um, one of these kitsune. Um, it's a it's a um, a fox falls in love with a monk, but she is a kitsune and she can change into a woman it's basically their ill-fated romance and how yeah and um lots of the sandman um uh uh characters pop up in it as well i think it's was it the fates is it do they call them the fates or the moirai or the the women yeah the three women they pop up in it as well but it's just so elegantly illustrated by um so yoshitaka romano you know he illustrated final fan uh, the final fantasy games as well mm. and it's really great marriage of these two creators because his artwork is really dreamlike as well um and i just remember reading it and it just i don't know the the his words and um you know gaiman's words and amano's artwork just it was everything that i wanted to be able to create and it just reminds me you know when you read something and it really puts you back in time to a specific point in your life 
Um, and this is one of those. So I think, you know, I, I read it when I was a teenager and I kind of, I bought it and took it with me to uni. And it's one of those books that I've always like treasured, even as I grew older and I kind of found other things that inspired me more. I still always go back to that. It's like, you know, an important story to me. <laughs> Amazing. So that was kind of really the genesis of you thinking, well, I'm, I'm going to make a career of this. Maybe not a career. It's just, oh, I'd love to do that. <laughs> I didn't believe that I could make a career at anything until well into like, I think I started a, um, I did um, a foundation in art. And then I was like, I can't do art. I'm not very good, am I? So I'm going to go and study film. <laughs> And I lasted for about two weeks studying film right. before I dropped out and went and did illustration. Because it was less that I thought I can make a career in this and more I can't really survive making myself doing, some, to do, doing something else. Mm. If that makes sense? Like, it felt that every, if I was going to really make a go of going to uni and trying something, it may as well be something that I love. Mm. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> Too right. Follow your passions yeah <laughs> fantastic um so the the next question they ask is is what's the most underrated comic i don't know whether this is underrated i think it's more that a lot of people that i talk to haven't heard of it yeah. probably because it's a manga as well so i've kind of put i've made little notes next to all of these um and I've put, like, most unassuming, I think, because in terms yeah. of it's not very loud. It's a very chilled out comic as well. But um, have you um, did you have you heard of it before I sent it to you? I, I hadn't heard of it. No. Yeah, there I'm, we go. I'm, I'm fascinated <laughs> by it. So, yeah, there you go. Oh, it's it's fantastic. It's called um, Yotsuba and it's got a little ampersand at the end. And I've seen it like um, uh, romanized as Yotsubato. So I don't know whether it's Yotsuba Plus or I always just call it Yotsuba. And it's basically just about this little um, girl and her dad and their everyday life. And that is it. And it's um, how it's kind of it's meant for adults. And mm. it's just a really innocent story. So there's, for example, one story is just about Yotsuba discovering a camera and what she likes taking pictures of. And then she makes friends with all of like her neighbours and she makes friends with um, the person who um, sells her a bike. And she just shows all her pictures to all these people and takes pictures with them and all this stuff. And you kind of see it from everybody's perspective. So okay. there's it, like it spans a huge generation of people. So there's Yotsuba, who's maybe like about, I don't know, she's just before going to school, so she's maybe about four or five. And then her dad is probably about 30. But then there's mm. her grandparent, there's her grandmother as well. And it's all these different people who all kind of, and how they intersect with her life. And it's really funny as well. It's just, mm -hmm. if you ever just want to chill out and you want to read something that's really light and yet happy and just, you know, there's no ed there's no horrible edge to it. It's just yeah. very, like, I read, I can't remember what the Japanese word for it, but it just, you know, I think is, um, I'm going to play this game called Ryotama tomorrow, which has the okay. same kind of feeling. It's a tabletop game. Yeah. It's the same kind of feeling of just happiness and just, you know, no strings attached. There's no, like, hidden agenda, you know. Right. It's just, it is what it is. And, you know, sometimes it's nice to just read something like that. And I think... For the apocalypse, it would be really great. <laughs> yeah, you kind of you need that kind of downtime and 
yeah, escape yeah. from actual reality of getting eaten by a zombie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just want to, you know, hang out with this lovely family. It's, you know, Yotsuba sees fireworks for the first time. Great! <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had fireworks. Oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say, ooh, and ah. Uh. <laughs> and not, ah! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do the opposite. Fantastic. Um, and how long has that been going, do you know? Oh, quite a long time. It's been translated. Yeah. The translation into English um, is pretty much up to speed now, and they've just released 14-ish, um, volume 14. Yeah, volume. Yeah. So... Oh, I think about like 2008, the um, artist oh, yeah. he used to do um, Azumanga Daio, um, something, uh, what's his name, Kiyohiko Azuma. So yes, I think it's gone, it's gone on since, you know, the early 2000s, I think. But, Fantastic, uh, there's a substantial library there. Yes, yeah, and Check all of out. them are just, it's just really, just lovely, really lovely books, so yeah, you can jump in at any time. Yeah. It's not a running story. You can pick up any well. of them. And, that's great. You know, so that's nice. So, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, and then probably one of their, their most important questions, they ask, objectively, the best comic of all time. Now, I don't think you can objectively have a best comic. <laughs> I don't think you can. It's tough. When I was typing this out, I was like, I'm such a fraud. Because I know other people are going to say, oh, yeah, they're going to think of these amazing titles. I'm going to go, shit, why didn't I put that one? You know, I just think, you know, oh, I can put in Akira or, you know, Mm. the, you know, uh, the Watchmen or some stuff like that. I'm like, oh, I should put something more substantial in. But honestly, I think this could probably have gone into the last question as well. But personally, I think the most one of the most perfect comics I've read that I've thought I would not, I don't think you can improve on this at all, is Amazing. The Arrival by um, Sean Tan. So it's a completely silent comic. There are no words. And it's all illustrated in pencil. It looks beautiful. And I don't think it's ever been more relevant to the world as it is now. Because it's basically, it's all about immigration. So have you read it? Mm-hmm. Or have you seen I it? had not read it and I hadn't heard of it before. Oh, Amazingly. So, so it was really good to kind of just do a little bit of research on it mm. before and kind of look into it. So I'm, I'm, I'm planning to, to, to buy it in the next week oh, or so and check it out. It's beautiful. It's basically, yeah. it's, um, it's about a, a family that are, I think they, it's because it's wordless, they never explain it. It's very like, mm. you don't know, he's a refugee and they're all refugee and they're all escaping to this new town and how they settle in. And the thing, the way that he illustrates it is that um, uh, this new place is full of fantastical creatures and alien, you know, landscapes. So it's it's a really good illustration of what it would be like to be a refugee in these in a, in a different country. Mm. So um, it's just yeah, I I think I could have put this under any one of these apart from the horrible scary question, you know, because yeah, it did it did not. make me cry. It, <laughs> um, well. You know, oh. it's got funny bits in it as well, and it's just it's mm. beautiful. But um, I think most of Sean Tan's work is just fantastic. Epic. But um, really beautifully illustrated. But um, I think this is the one that he's most well known for. But um, yeah, so I'm sure most people will disagree because I disagree with you that you could objectively have the best comic. God, <laughs> really? Well, it's like to see what is objectively the best film or the best book or I don't know. Yeah, I know it's really, really, really <laughs> but, tough. 
you know, um, would you actually sad. sit down and watch Citizen Kane all the time? Like, yeah. no, don't be, you know, be, be honest with I, yourself. I, I, I objectively would say that that is not the best film of all time. <laughs> People always say that that is, though. What, what would you say is objectively the best yeah. film then? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> that's really, really difficult. And I, I guess it's just trying to put, put, uh, I guess, kind of well-reasoned thought behind it and kind of why. And I mean, it, like you were kind of saying there, that um, the arrival for you has the moments of the questions that kind of I was asking before in terms of yeah. there are scary moments in it, there are sad moments in it, there are funny moments in it. Um, but, you know, it's it's a meaningful comic and kind of that whole mishmash of emotions creates a great comic. I guess it's one of the titles as well that you're like oh my goodness you have to read this like when you meet someone who hasn't read it before hasn't seen it and kind of the book that you always go back to over time as well because I was thinking about putting in um, some of Jen Wang's stuff in as well you know she did um, In Real Life and The Prince and the Dressmaker but I've only just come across that work in the past couple of years and so I really enjoy it now but I'm not sure how I'm going to feel in a couple of years time whereas this one, I remember picking it up in uni, which was, oh, goodness, about, um, oh, it was 10 years ago, 12 years ago. And, um, yeah, and it's just, I've kept going back to it and I keep recommending it to people. So you know that it's that is something that you're always going to draw on and that's always going to be an inspiration, I suppose. But, yeah. And it's going to be there. Yeah. Um, until it's not, because... The, the the group that you're part of we're going on the road and you've got to get mm-hmm. rid of all your comics but one no! which one of one of the the ones you've chosen which one do you choose you have to they have you know it's 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 it, it's it's winter and we've run out of fuel and we have to burn yes, everything apart from one everything apart. No! you're allowed to keep one that's the okay one. all right well Again, I thought I'd be 100% honest and go for what am I going to read the most and what is going to cheer me up the most. And it would be Yotsuba. Just because it's just, it's not necessarily that it's the most, like, you know, the greatest piece of art. It's really good and I recommend it to everybody, but it's not like, you know, this is the touchstone of artwork for the, you know, the history of the 21st century or anything like that. It's literally just if you're honest and what you'd read the most and what would bring you the most joy, then I suppose, you know, Yotsuba. Cause I really like, <laughs> this is a bit of a confession. I really like um, relaxing by reading manga in the bath. That is my favorite awesome. thing to do. If I want to relax, nice. that is what I do. And the book that I always pick out the most or one of the series that I always pick the most is Yotsuba. Yeah. And just sitting in there with a bath bomb, reading Yotsuba and then, you know, trying not to fall asleep because you're so relaxed. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, you know, repeatedly watching Gavin and Stacey or The Office yeah. or whatever, you know, like you've watched it a million times, but yeah. you know you're going to enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. And just, you know, you don't want to bring in the like, really, you don't want to bring in the arrival to the bath, because if it falls in the bath, you'd cry. Um, Or, you know, any of your other, like, big, massive comic books, you know, whereas manga is small, and, you know, that's, yeah, it's quite inexpensive. So if the pages get, you know, fall in the bath, then that's okay, you can just get another one. Or not, we're in the apocalypse era. Oh, oh no! <laughs> oh, sugar. What about bath and manga time? 
I reckon you can still you can still probably have a bath now and again, um, but it will probably be lukewarm. Like the the water yeah. it wouldn't there's be no, much. It'd there's take no ages. point. There's no point. No, there isn't really. It's just um, like just wash under the armpits, right? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to um Sean Jefferson, and um she was saying that her boyfriend likes to have cold baths, and I was what? like, "Are you insane? What is that? Like, and cold showers?" And I was just like, oh. and apparently it's like it's great for your circulation. It's really good yeah. for you, but I was just sure. like, yeah, sure, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do that. Still not going to do it though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unless I'm forced to do it. Yeah, know, right. It's, Unless it's it is happen. a zombie apocalypse and there is no other way to get clean, then <laughs> that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, thank you. That's so crazy. But he actually enjoys it. Yeah, because it's good. Yeah, he enjoys it, and he says that it's good for you. You know, it, like, well, it is good for you. It, like it wakes like, you up. There's lots of things like, that are good for you that I don't enjoy. <laughs> it's like it's good. He says it wakes. He says it wakes him up, and it gives you know yeah. it's good circulation. You know, but I was like, okay, you're braver than me. <laughs> Fair enough, mate. <laughs> Whatever floats your boat. <laughs> so, um, going back to to the original, what I said at the beginning. Uh, so, what weapon, tool, or useful item? would you like to take into the apocalypse? So, this is going to be incredibly boring, but long life milk. Boom. Yeah. Well, actually, for me, it would be long life soy milk. You know. Yeah, but, there you go. Yeah, because, you know, everything is, everything is going to shit. Everyone's right. upset. And you just think, oh, you... And there's, you know, people are just like, I just want a lovely cup of tea. If only we had some milk. And then you arrive going, aha, but mm. I do. Here we go. You know, got crates of soy milk. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> sorted. All sorted. No, that's that's sorted for ages, just right? To pick, just to pick you up. How, long, does, it, how yeah. long does it last? I'm thinking. Quite a long time. Yeah, definitely a long time. Like a yeah. year or like longer or. Yeah, I think like so. A couple of years, probably. And you like, regular you, you, soy lasts you, you, a long time. Yeah, totally. And mm. you'd kind of, I don't know, even if it like it was out of date, you'd still have it for like yeah. a year. For sure. <laughs> yeah because yeah. i was talking to my parents and they were like you know oh i need to get in some just in case we get the snow again because you know we had that snow in march yeah. that just shut down the country and like we need to get in some more get in some long life milk get in some long life milk live milk and i was like yep that's what you need everybody wants tea you know yeah. that is the worst because they told me last time in march they were like yeah it was awful you know it was awful we couldn't have any tea so <laughs> It was the end of the world. Yeah. That's that's their apocalypse, right? Yeah, right? So that was my inspiration for this question. Fantastic. (laughs) Brilliant. Sarah Millman, thank you so much for for, for sharing (laughs) the the comics that you take into the apocalypse, as well as as your useful item, uh, soy milk. (laughs) Well, you're always going to be kind of on the top of people's like favourite lists. Uh, <laughs> like, you'll be going around like the campfire and kind of topping up everybody's tea and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, coffee. that's nice. Oh, coffee, yeah, should coffee you require? Yeah, you know, definitely. anybody want some cereal? You know. Yeah. Blub, 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 blub. <laughs> that was my impression <laughs> of soy milk being It was cold. excellent. It was very good. <laughs> yeah, I try. <laughs> fantastic and then uh for the listeners one last time uh where can can people uh find out more about what you're up to cool um so they can find me on twitter at um heart underscore of underscore time 
or um, www.heartoftime.co.uk. So, yeah, that's all my links and all my information. Fantastic. And then do you have it, have anything coming up soon? Oh, I have a lot coming it's up soon. <laughs> so I'm finishing up MPCT, which is my comic at the moment. Yes. Um, in which I have all issues at the moment. Yes, Thanks very much. Yeah. I thoroughly um, enjoy. Thanks. <laughs> so that's trying finishing. To, trying to get my wife to, to read them now. Oh, well, it's all, it's yeah. finishing. Um, I'm aiming for the spring. Um, it should be before around June is like my cutoff point that I have to finish everything. But um, yeah, so that's this half of the year, pretty much. <laughs> it's all elves and orcs and tea. <laughs> awesome. I love it. I think it's great. Oh, thank so you. Cool idea and yeah, a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, thanks. Oh, no worries, and, dude. Yeah, thank you for having and, me. It's been fun. <laughs> oh, it's it's my pleasure. And again, thank you for being the first ever guest that's um stepped up to the plate to to go into the apocalypse with a backpack of comics um, <laughs> fantastic um and uh yeah well um are you at true believers yes i am i've done oh, no fantastic. prep for it so far so this next <laughs> next week is going to be reordering lots of comics and uh yes. yeah getting everything ready i think so, yes, I shall be. Yes, <laughs> as shall I. So, oh, brilliant. I'll, uh, I'll give you a high five then. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you then. <laughs> Perfect. All right, Sarah. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Thanks again to Sarah for being the very first guest on Comics for the Apocalypse. I hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did. If you'd like to check out Sarah's work or follow her on social media, those links are in the show notes. And as long as the apocalypse doesn't come to pass in the next week, I'll see you next Monday. Bye for now.